1: What's up, everybody? I'm Roderick Z. Thanks for joining me on the newer podcast, the Misfits of the New Aeon. And I want to get to that later and what that means. But I'm here with a very dear friend today. I'm very proud to call my friend. Um, This is Live More. (laughs) Hi, how's it going? He's going to tell you how to live more and live better. And
2: live more and hate less
1: hate less that's right we
2: need less hate we need less less hate so um anyway how are you doing you know um I'm alive I'm kicking and that's something to be grateful for
1: I agree I agree um cheers to the living
0: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cheers to those who have passed who have who, who haven't made it this far because like uh recently in my personal life I've I've kind of lost a couple of people recently you know yeah, like a relative, like my friend's dad, and then one of my friends, like uh, about a week and a half ago, so now. Um, it's been a really interesting time going on.
2: Interesting yeah. is uh, an understatement.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, how can we hate less? <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's, just get,
1: let's just get get into that one a little bit. Um,
2: well, you know, um <clears throat> I think for me personally, and that's really all I can talk about, is is um, you know you got to be the example that you want to see.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So for me personally, in my life, um, when it comes to learning how to hate less and love more, mm-hmm. is sitting in the shadow and the darkness of myself. Yes, and learning to love that darkness. Ah, uh, and yeah. once. I started loving myself in those places Mm -hmm. um it became a lot easier to to see things in a different light um and not hold people to such you know a high standard as I hold myself to because Mm -hmm. you're not me
0: Mm
2: -hmm. right yeah yeah yeah
1: I um I, I to, I'm right there with you, though, like especially this year for me personally, it's been I feel like something intuitively has been like embrace your darkness more, you know, so um, I've had this kind of like silly saying that I've been saying to people, like if I get mad or upset about something, but like, let me introduce you to my dark side.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> but see if we could all actually like be more loving and and playful with that part of ourselves um i think that could create huge change in this world
0: yeah absolutely
2: overall like with all the issues that we want to tackle in life if we could get everybody to start there Mm -hmm. you know we wouldn't have like such reactionary responses to like when you call somebody out on your racism i'm a good person it's got nothing to do with that you know let's just talk about the shadow side of yourself learn to love it heal it grow from it kind of thing
1: yeah absolutely yeah um yeah and it's like a lot of people don't put themselves in, in another person's place like like really basic things like that you know like today for me for instance um i've had I don't know, I've had like two instances where people were holding the door open for me to leave to like walk out of a place of business twice today. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I will say thank you. And it's like, man, that's, that's just such an easy thing to do. You know, but there were other times before where like somebody will like, I, I ride my bike a lot, you know, I'm a cyclist and everything. And I'll have the right of way to cross and the car to start going. I'm just like, dude, you can like I've already been in one bike accident a few years ago, you know. Don't give me another one.
2: Yeah, right. That's where you're going, you know. I remember That's, that. I was supposed to get a massage from you that day.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm here I am in a freaking ER, you know, which is a horrible experience. Jesus. Yeah. I just don't want to. Oh, anyway. Um,
2: or do we even want to start talking about the healthcare? <laughs> oh god,
1: no. Healthcare? What's that? You
2: have that going doesn't on? exist here.
1: Doesn't exist here. I don't know like so like lately one of the one of the reasons why i wanted to do this project that we're that we're doing right now this project here with this podcast because i want to highlight one of my goals and i'm sure we'll segue wherever this is going to go but but um i've been i've been having conversations with a friend of mine in florida that i've known for over 20 years and he is very staunchly conservative and um, so we have some differences with some stuff and I'm not trying to, for anybody listening, I'm, I don't care what your political affiliations are. I don't really give a fuck about those. It's just, right. I just want to get to like things that are practical, practical matters. And as when it comes to healthcare, cause I was talking to him, you know, he's had like a lot of problems, uh, with his health and he was complaining to me. He went, he went to a sleep specialist yesterday and, um, cause he has sleep apnea and, they told him that they have this like home kit that you can take home and do the sleep study yourself. And he's like, Oh, cool. You know, that's different from the one I did, you know, many years ago. And they're like, "Uh, but we're out of them right now. So you can't do them today. And he's like, why are you out of them? You guys make like millions of dollars a week. <laughs> he said something like that. And then he's like complaining to, uh, to me about it. Um, and he goes, it's Obama's fault that this has happened. I'm like, what are you talking about? The guy hasn't been president. Like, how many years? <laughs> it was like, anyway, um, <laughs> oh, so so it's like I don't know. And I was telling him about some uh, friends of mine overseas and their healthcare system. You know, they told they, they were like, "When I need to go to the doctor, what I do is I just either I'll get online and I'll go to the the sectionist's appointments, click that, and then I'll get a phone call, and then I go to the doctor." <laughs> And they're like a lot of times it's the same day. I'm like, is that convenient? Wow. Like, why? That's what that-
2: healthcare is supposed to look like. <laughs> yeah. That's why I say we don't have healthcare. Yeah, it's we like- don't have healthcare. We have we have a system built to make money.
1: Yeah, we do. How do you feel about the? Um, this is on the same subject, but how do you feel about the? The whole, I mean, whatever you want it on the vax thing, but like the COVID thing, you know, because like that—that's got to be a huge moneymaker too for healthcare, you know, medicine.
2: COVID's and- COVID's been an amazing moneymaker for mm-hmm. the right people,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it has destroyed everybody else.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So
2: it's like the perspective I see it. Um, I mean, we can see through, you know, Bezos, for example, and the billions of dollars.
1: Lex Luthor.
2: (laughs) Right. You know, like, so, so large corporations during the whole pandemic have all just boomed in their sales and in their growth. Um, and then small businesses like myself,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which I had, me too. <laughs> I know, yeah, completely uh, destroyed. I mean, there was no help for me. Um, uh, there wasn't enough profit to qualify for a uh, the PPP loan. Um, I had invested a lot of money into new equipment to grow my business. Three months before the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. And um, so I lost a ton of money and was severely in debt. So by the time the small business loans uh, came through, they offered me $8,000 for my small business loan, which Hmm. didn't even come close Mm -hmm. to um, providing any kind of aid, not when you're $120,000 in debt because you had to close up shop.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, um, and I was really on quite a wonderful trajectory um, in growth. And so, you know, there's this there's a little bit of a conspiracy theorist in me who who really kind of believes the way that our system is set up to deal with this and what what our government has planned and, you know, put in place. was to create an even larger gap
0: mm-hmm.
2: between the rich and the poor
0: mm-hmm.
2: and to create more of the division, which we can absolutely see every day. Yeah. Our country is just as divided on COVID and vaccines as they are on racism <laughs> and absolutely. sexism and race absolutely. culture. And yeah. it's so wonderful. Great. We have another division to keep us separated. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to, like, you know, continue to lead to more disaster. I mean, there's still no help for me. I still have yet to receive any unemployment. Mm -hmm. I still have not received the last two stimulus checks. Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to pay rent. And um, so, like, I'd gotten a job in Louisiana. I went ahead and worked for Massage Enemy. That Mm -hmm. fucking place, right? Yeah, I said it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Say it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> ah Say that it. place made me hate massage <laughs> really yes oh my god I
1: I applied for one but I um I, I didn't end up going for the job I mean I got it but I didn't end up going for it you know when I did after I applied for it and I was kind of, kind of yeah I was like Be grateful Shut? you didn't but you know. it,
2: it took every last bit of passion I had left after being knocked down so many times being in Louisiana yeah. I have nothing left the whole system has failed me i mean i've i've applied for rental assistance four months ago Mm -hmm. and it still hasn't even been assigned a worker
1: Huh. so this is the question i have about all this stuff because like i try to be practical i try to look at things from a very practical way like i mean i know i'll i I will admit i have a like sometimes i have like a conspiracy theorist kind of uh person to me that wants to question lots of things and i and i think it's healthy to question authority i don't think it's a good idea just to kind of bow down and say yeah do whatever you want i think it's good to actually question and see why things are being done i agree especially especially when um a lot of people are being harmed by something you know so the question i have is like why the gap like what what uh We know already like how the, how the, I hate to call them the elite, but for the duration of this, you're going to hear me probably say the elite when I'm referring to like those in power with all the money. The one percenters. The one percenters. Yeah, exactly. Um, So what is their, what is their, um, their end game? I'm probably asking a uh, rhetorical question, but like why divide 300 plus million people from, you know, the gap? Like why widen the gap? Because like I've talked, I've spoken to boomers, people from the boomer generation and um they have a mo- not all of them excuse me for i'm not stereotyping all of them but if several of them that i know they have this fixed idea the old paradigm i call it the old paradigm which is like you know you you go to school of some sort whether it's college or, or trade and you get like a degree or certification and then you work the job until you retire in your 60s and then you live a good life but like the thing and and but the thing is um, inflation has gone up uh, quadruple, quadruple since they're, you know, since they were like in their twenties and thirties and forties, you know, it's not like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like uh, I, I read some kind of financial report, excuse me for not having the exact stats right now, but um, the last time the uh, rental kind of, what is it? The, the wage, the, you know, the wage and rental, the like, like how even they are, the last time we had that even close is like back in 2000, like 21 years ago. And even then it wasn't really that great. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I like, there's this really havoc here somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. I was helping my mom mm-hmm. pack because she's moving from LA to, to the Bay Area. And so she's going through a lot of keepsakes and you're know, so going through together and getting to see mm-hmm. all the stuff from when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother, Saved the hospital bill from my mother's birth. Mm -hmm. Okay. My mom was born in
0: 1959.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, The entire hospital bill was less than $300.
1: (laughs) Less of 300. (laughs)
2: Less than $300. So, I mean, we're talking... I mean, you're telling when you go and give birth to a child today, Mm -hmm. you're averaging at minimum $25,000 to give birth. And that's if there's no complications. And nowadays you only get to stay one night, right? Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Nowadays it's pretty much.
1: And they force C-sections a lot too, I hear in California, right?
2: Well, I mean, I don't
1: think they force it, but I mean, if I was told that they, they, they encourage a lot of those here in California,
2: what I will say somebody who's worked in healthcare for a long time
0: mm-hmm.
2: in one form or another, mm-hmm. the hospital will always opt to make more money.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when I had my bike accident back in 2017 now, and I was in ER and they, they mailed me the bill. I fucking laughed at the bill. So I was in there for, I was in there for about two hours. They did a CT scan. I didn't break any bones luckily, but they did a CT scan and then they kind of half-assed cleaned me up, which a guy came in and like wiped a few of my scrapes. And then they gave me a package of uh, peroxide and bandages and they sent me home within two hours. We don't know how much the bill was when it came before the insurance I had, you know, I was, and I had like Obamacare at this time or some kind of state. So
2: two hours cleanup, that I did probably 3,500.
1: It was about (laughs) $32,000. I'm not making this up. I have it somewhere like 32,000. Oh yeah.
2: I didn't include the CT scan. That's right.
1: Yeah. I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, seriously? Like
2: this is ridiculous. So having, having done medical billing, (laughs) yeah. There are three levels of charges level one, two and three and three, of course, being like the most exorbitant amount of money that you charge and so that's what they always do too. but you know anybody who is listening out there right now, you know who may not have medical coverage. Um, who are getting these really, really big bills, somebody who's done medical billing and collection, just call that hospital and ask to apply for charity because it's a complete tax write-off for anybody who has a large bill and they give you charity and they get a big tax write-off. So you you, you go through the paperwork, you go through the, the, all the hoops and everything, just do it. It'll save you the headaches and the medical collections and credit reports and all that BS. I mean,
1: going back to what I was saying earlier, though, about like how I try to look at things from like a practical view. So, so my, my practical sense goes, okay, I get it. So we live, we, we currently have a system or a grid that relies on capitalism, right? <laughs> so like some kind of, ex, you know, some kind of exchange and an open market, a free market, yay, free market. I can have a business the way I want to do and make money. Um, but we have these huge conglomerates that just rake in tons of money, and they fuck everybody else that's smaller than they are. Like, that's the problem I, I I don't like. That's the thing that gets me kind of angry about it, though, because COVID should have taught us a lesson of what's important, you know, in life with each other and things like that. And, like, if these powers that be really did have that kind of... Um, if they really did care about people the way they say they do, they would have given the smaller people the loans first. I would think so. Maybe I'm wrong. I am i don't have a degree in finance in anything with business. Well,
2: it's, it's really incredible with it. The first like 300 companies that were given the small business loans were all subsidiaries of Citibank.
1: Coincidence? <laughs> I, I think, think not, not. <laughs> yes yeah.
2: and, and they and like each of those companies got millions of dollars millions
1: i'm pretty sure that they did fine during the whole COVID thing like i don't think any of them were like almost going to be evicted or anything like you know i mean maybe they might have had somebody who had COVID or whatever but you know what they they have first dibs because they're rich they're like super rich you know they, they yep. can just They can literally go to the hospital that day and be taken care of like a like a king or queen. It's just like they have because you know the
2: trickle down system is supposed to work.
1: Trickle down. (laughs) (laughs) Trickle down. Yeah, that's I've always liked that term, you know, because like it anyway, it doesn't work.
2: No, the only thing that works (laughs) is the shit rolls downhill. (laughs) Is
1: it really? I wish it did work though. Like I mean. And that's the thing though. So like, okay, so here, here's another, here's another, here's another, here's uh, another political kind of thing I thought about recently. All right. I used to be a libertarian years ago. A lot of people me don't you. know. too. Years, years ago. Too? Yeah. It was like 20 years ago for me. Well, maybe a little bit less, slightly less than that, but 20 years ago I was going to like meetings and all that stuff. And I was like, yes, I want the private sector to be bigger than the government. I think it'd be way more of an advantage for everyone now we have we kind of we're going towards that right we have like uh if you think about it we have uh big tech companies that have just as much power as <laughs> to post governments you know what i mean well, i, thought, I wouldn't kinda, say that
2: that's new though
1: it's not new you're right it's not no new that's,
2: that's 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 kind of what our country has just always been built on mm. i mean hmm if you really think about it, it's all been about the corporatization
0: mm-hmm.
2: and the making of the dollar and every facet of it. So it's not new. It's just looks different now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think is the solution to it? I mean, there's many solutions. I, I think it depends. I mean, it's probably going to piss off <laughs> some listeners, but who cares?
2: Solution? Yeah, <laughs> burn it all. <laughs> burn. Burn it all. Honestly, I want to see. I want to see kind of our government implode on itself. Ooh. I. You know. That's. Yeah. I, I. I'm. I'm. I'm the type of the believer that you know, regardless of whatever party you might subscribe to. Right. Yeah. Really, all a part of the same animal um you you can't find any politicians right now that aren't backed by lobbyists and corporations there's not a single one um throughout the history of our country that wasn't bought and paid for you know and and they really are just kind of puppets on a string president Mm -hmm. doesn't have nearly as much power as people like to believe that they have Mm -hmm. you know um they're being guided as well Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and and so you know me i'm more of a a radical yeah to you know find a way to give it back to the people
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know and i'm not just talking about like all of us let's give it back to our first nations people because they'd have this shit handled within a decade Mm -hmm. you know a lot of things are, are, are based off of the first nations and the way that they ran things. And it's just been twisted now, you know, yes. let's just yeah. give it all back to the people, get rid of corporations, you know, uh, take away the fact that corporations have more rights than we do as individuals, uh, that we pay more taxes than corporations do. Um, <laughs> <Bezos. coughs> he pays none. Go ahead, <laughs> <stay>. Fucker. <laughs>
1: Going going to space with other people's tax dollars.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, hey.
1: The audacity. I hope you're listening, Jeff. You're probably not, but I hope you do. And if you if you are listening, you look like Lex Luthor.
2: And definitely yeah. compensating.
1: <laughs> and I'm not the one to pick on how people look, but I i pick on him and how he looks. All the I time. mean,
2: he is the definition of little dick syndrome
1: just <laughs> the rocket looked like a penis right with, balls, with it balls it literally looked like a cock and balls yes space.
0: <laughs>
1: it does right it did it totally completely did. I, I saw that, i'm like you got to be fucking kidding me like really it looks like a dick going to space i'm like what are you trying to say man <laughs> just-
2: it's just like those those guys <laughs> who have those balls swinging from the big trucks that they're making up <laughs> for something right
1: i've always hated that Oh, God, me too. Especially the blue pair. You <laughs> see those on people's trucks? I mean, I haven't seen those in a minute, but, like, there was a, a couple of times I saw. I saw one dude's truck, and he had, like, a dumbbell, like, a barbell sticker in the back of it, like, he to say, hey, I go to Gold's Gym or whatever. And he had a blue pair swinging on his truck. I was like, okay, what do you – wait, why am I asking? What are you trying to say? We know what you're trying to say, man.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: we know what you're trying to say, but it's not impressing anybody.
2: No not impressive not impressive at all and and you know i don't okay i have to ask maybe i don't know if you saw my post today but some dude was a neighbor eight years ago Mm -hmm. We weren't close friends or anything like that we're not friends on facebook even but decides to Facebook messenger me. Hey, how you doing? I thought you'd get a kick out of this and like sends me five dick pictures.
1: (laughs) I didn't even know guys still did that.
2: (laughs) And I'm like, so, you know, I posted that on Facebook and, and, and mostly just male acquaintances Mm -hmm. commented, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you know, that's just what boys do. I'm like, Oh, you mean boys will be boys rape culture. That's what they'll do. It's like, you know, if men did this in person, that's a sex crime. So why is it not a sex crime online?
1: Oh man. (laughs) I mean.
2: Sorry to go on a rant there.
1: No, 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 it's fine. What is
2: it with men and phalluses and their obsession with like either presenting it to you in a spaceship Yeah. yeah, Or on the back of a truck or sending you an unsolicited picture in your inbox.
1: I mean, Jeff Bezos' rocket was pretty much like a a dick pic for the public, you know? Exactly. I mean, the fact that, like, because, you know, you know that there was a meeting about, you know, going over the architectural designs of this different rocket. And It's not like
2: everybody didn't know that it was a penis. They they,
1: they had to have known that it looks like a dick. There's no way in hell that no one did not believe. <laughs> no. But because it's Jeff Bezos, no one's going to be like, well, sir, we, we can't publish these designs because it looks like a cock. <laughs> like, no one's going to say that. They're just going to be like, okay, sir, we, we we've approved of these of this design and it's going to. I I, really- mean,
2: I bet you yeah. I bet you there was somebody on the team who said it and was fired.
0: <laughs> and it was probably a woman who was
2: like, Excuse me, Mr. Bezos. Are you really gonna flaunt your cock for the whole world to see? And then she got fired for pointing out how inappropriate it is,
1: you know. <laughs> we do live in these times. <laughs> that, that that's something that would definitely happen. But I would love to like if that if that happened, I would love to talk to whoever would, would be fired for that. Like that would be a great conversation. Oh
2: gosh, that would be oh, yes. that would be amazing.
1: <laughs> but um yeah, you're not fooling us, Mr. Bezos, with the dick rocket. You're not, right? you're not fooling us for, for a minute with that, man. We know what you're trying to say. We're trying to say that you're trying to, yeah, he's she's trying to say that he's got the the size on everybody in the world and whatever. He's got all the money. And I wonder what is what what Mackenzie is his ex-wife, like what she had thought of that. Yeah. Maybe,
2: maybe we could get her to talk about
1: it. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Like really. she would be like, oh Jeff. <laughs> He's I, definitely
2: overcompensating. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is there anything I know about you, Jeff? That doesn't represent you.
2: <laughs> Just your attitude.
1: Holds <laughs> up her pinky at the dinner table around her friends, her girlfriends. You know, it's not you, Jeff. This is more like you. <laughs> I know we're spending some time picking on Jeff Bezos, but I'm having a blast with it though. Because well, you know I mean, what?
2: It- if they make it too easy. <laughs> Jeff and Elon both make it too easy Yeah, to just rag on them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Mr. Burns, a.k.a. Bill Gates. <sighs> and Zuckerberg. <laughs> <Kind of>
0: like,
1: <laughs> there's hardly any cool, really cool super mega billion, or any mega billionaires that are like.
2: I just, I want to know what happens to people who come from nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And become these mega billionaires.
1: Did they come from nothing,
2: though? Well, some of, them, they, some of them, some of them did. Like, like
1: Elon Musk, though. Like his family, they had no. they had emerald mining money in South Africa. Yeah,
2: they had money, money. Yeah. But like some millionaires and billionaires mm-hmm. came from nothing, right? Yeah. And don't take care of others. Yeah. And you know, there's you know, there are examples of people who are mega rich who take care of people.
1: And they're not white. Like, you mean like Oprah or somebody? I'm just, yeah. I'm just throwing like a name out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: You know? So, well, what is it about white people when they get rich, have this, this fear of helping other people or some kind of a allergy to it or some shit? Like, what, what switch gets flipped in their brain? Like, I've known people in my life who grew up without money, who, were very liberal in their beliefs. Uh, And then when they became an entrepreneur and became successful at it, switched, switched into, you know, teabaggers who (laughs) hate everybody who's not white. And like, really? Yes. And I'm like, wait, how did you go from, from this to this? I don't understand it
1: maybe those cocktail parties that they get invited to at the country club like when they I don't I don't know I mean the only thing I can think of honestly is I think it's like uh because like in the United States in our country we have there's a lot of cultures here and there's a lot of subcultures there's a lot you have like different sub work cultures different you know so um I think my opinion about it and I'm not like a psychologist or anything like that but I think that we're told in the United States to be, we're, we're, we're probably out of the, the developed countries, the least collective, you know what I mean? Oh, like yes. We, we don't have like, I mean, this, there's some little, there's little pockets in our country where people will do communal things and uh, kind of co-op things. You hear that we see that word co-op, you know, the, yeah, there's Like there's those, those
2: people who do that in this country are considered the crazy ones.
1: Yeah. 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 But if you talk, yeah. And if you talk about it, even in talking about it, like, i I've, I've spoken about it on facebook you know just mentioning the word collective and it just it really pisses people off because they think that you're you're some kind of like like Maoist or something they want to fucking kill you but like uh, i so basically i think that when we get like when not we but when some people achieve a lot of money and status they 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 maybe they they maybe they develop a mindset of like you know i worked very hard for this this is my money um you know if i can do it someone else can do it somebody else can can reach this type you know plateau like me and you know what i mean like maybe this okay. i think it's a mindset kind of like that
2: and mm-hmm. god there was a meme that hit the nail on the head the other day fucking perfectly you didn't make good choices you had good choices available to you
1: that was a meme
2: yeah <laughs> really yeah and that, that that like Talk about encompassing privilege,
0: Holy right?
1: <laughs> I mean, I would like to talk to the person who even made that, like, I mean, right? are, you not sure every, are you sure every single human being had these choices? I mean, like, forget about, I uh, anyway, yeah, that's, that, I mean, it depends on, you know, your upbringing, where you live, so does that mean that a person who lives, and let's just use another white person for an example here, for, this, for the sake of example, You know, I lived in North Carolina, you know, for a couple of years and um, in Asheville. But um, I've been to the Rust Belt, you know, like like if you go to like the Western Appalachia area, there's freaking trailers and they're not that rich over there in those areas. So are they making bad choices? Like, are they like just because they don't have the invite to some sort of business thing that's going to boost them or whatever because they live in a trailer like you know what I mean like that it's not the same for everybody
2: statistically yes statistically those who live in potter poverty Mm -hmm. don't make good choices because the choices are not always available to make good choices like when when you are stricken in 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 deep poverty you're gonna maybe do some things that you wouldn't do if you weren't forced into that situation
1: Yeah, because, yeah, because uh, poverty, I mean, people's perception of time is different when you're when you have poverty, when you have some kind of privilege, when you have some kind of like, um, let's just say like, like I have a couple of friends, they have inheritances and whatnot, you know, so when you have like an inheritance, um, you have you have time to invest in something, you know, you have money that you can put towards uh, business school towards something, you know, so you have like four years, but a person is poor you know, um, they don't have that much time. They have like 30 days to take care of a problem. (laughs) Usually, several problems. Sometimes
2: it's only 24 hours before that light bill is going to get shut off. And what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Multiple problems, you know? So it's just kind of like, so even the perception of time is like way different.
2: Way different. Like, um, you know, like probably at the end of the year, I'm not going to have a place to live. And, you know, I've been looking for regular employment Since I stepped foot in the state of California again, Mm -hmm. day one, so we're talking eight months now. Solid sending out resumes, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I have a solid work history. I have some amazing skills in the executive administrative world and customer service, all this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Eight months.
1: You want to know what somebody who is not in that position that like has like a, I don't want to say a stable job, but maybe they have like a, like a million dollar business. You know what they would say to you? They'd be like, well, you're not looking at the right places. That's why.
2: Well, you know, and so it's funny because I'm a part of this uh, Facebook group mm-hmm. and it's a uh, California EDD unemployment nightmare.
1: The name like of the group group. For that? Oh, I should have joined
0: that.
2: Oh, I, oh, it's still very entertaining to watch <laughs> and people will share jobs and stuff to you. So uh, yeah, I'll definitely I'll send that link to you. But, you know, so it's, it's the same kind of um, my response to like a lot of those people's mentality is, well, you know, go work at McDonald's or restaurants are hiring and da, 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 which is all fine and great. There's nothing wrong with those jobs. I'm not saying I'm too good for that job. Mm-hmm. What I am saying, just like we're all in the same storm, but in different boats, right? Yes. If I go get a job at McDonald's for $15 an hour, you know what's going to happen? I will either only be able to pay my car note mm-hmm. or my rent.
1: Yeah, That's and, it. yeah, and, and and you know, it's 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 a time investment again, so you'll you'll probably have to put like at least 20, 22 hours into that job which you can have time to do something else, you know, like looking for another kind of gig or you know what I mean? So like those kind of you had to put your time in some place.
2: Well, right. But so like if I go get a part-time job at McDonald's mm-hmm. at like the one around the corners, 15 bucks an hour, which is still not horrible. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I did part-time at $15 an hour, so I could go look for something better. Mm-hmm. Well, all that would really do is cover my insurance and cover food expenses. It wouldn't even cover the car note. So I'd actually have to work there full time to cover my car note which wouldn't give me an opportunity to look for a job that could pay my bills. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's what a lot of people who don't live in poverty right now don't understand.
1: They don't, they don't. Um, I was trying to find this book that you reminded me of a a book that a journalist uh, had made like several years back where she tried living on like, I don't know, like hundred dollars a week or something like that. You know, some kind of successful journalist. Like it's it's pretty old though. It was like back in like the early two thousands. And she's like, "Man, this is really tough to do. Like, I don't know how people do it. You know, this is like really hard to do. You yeah. know." I, mean, I can't find the name of the book. Anybody listening knows, just email me and let me know. Message me. <laughs> a journalist uh, did an experiment where she lived very meagerly for like a month. You know, like 30 days or so she just lived a so, life. Hmm?
2: If we could do that with our congressmen and our senators and our presidents oh, and our CEOs, <laughs> yeah. put them in McDonald's jobs.
0: I've always
1: wanted, wanted them to do that, actually. I, I like that idea.
2: Me too. Yeah. I think you know, I think it could humble
1: mm-hmm.
2: some people.
1: I mean, honestly, I'm 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 just like. I feel like I'm just getting, I've been getting more and more radical, like every year though. That's the, like, that's the thing. Like I'm at a point now to where I honestly don't want reform sometimes. I mean, I deal with certain areas. I mean, so this is kind of where I'm at. I met like, I met, I know that we're going through some kind of changing time and it seems like the system itself, you know, this whole matrix, I call it the matrix oftentimes, you know it's it's starting to uh it's about to implode on itself it's about to kind of fall because like empires don't last forever they if you look at history there is not one that's that's happening now that's been happening for like five thousand years or even no not a
2: single one it just doesn't
1: happen they never they never last that long i had a conversation with my friend i hope he hears this recording he's he was like this empire will always endure. I'm like, <laughs> it's not, man. It just doesn't work like that. I mean, I know you might like it too, but it just doesn't, it does not I mean, like
2: nature that. doesn't work like that. No,
1: nature gets rid of shit and makes way for new stuff. Like that's, it does it every single moment. It's happening somewhere in the universe. Yes. Something yes. is being destroyed right now. There's fires in our state right now. As we we're speaking, there's stuff burning,
2: <laughs> and you can even, you know, yeah. take COVID and apply it in that manner too. Yeah, you know, it, you know, we are overpopulated.
1: I mean, nature. Somebody got pissed on Facebook when I when I said this. The, uh, I was like, nature really, like the Earth really doesn't need human beings. Like, I mean, I I, I love living on Earth and living this expression as. It's me, you know, like I, I, I'm having a lot of fun here most of the time,
2: most of the time, sometimes, the
1: some, you know, sometimes, <laughs> uh, but like, I know that the earth really doesn't need me. It doesn't need human beings. It doesn't no. like these, like these organisms. Like if it wanted to like, if nature wanted to just send a solar flare down and just like roast everybody like you, have you seen that Nicolas Cage movie that came out? Like, in I think it's like 2008, 2009, it's called knowing. Yes. Remember the ending?
2: Yes. Like
1: that shit can happen. Like that, that's, that, that, a lot of people like really underestimate the power of nature that that can actually happen. Like that, that's not, that's like a realistic thing that could. Well, actually,
2: and I, I mean, flare. if you, if you look yeah. at even just the past 20 years, we're already seeing nature is getting pretty angry and pretty fed up. And, and there are changes in our climate changes in our weather, changes in disasters, you know, how frequent, how intense, you know, I mean, so could COVID be just a part of mother nature trying to get some balance back? You never know.
1: I don't know. I mean, most people are just saying like it's just a conspiracy theory from China or whatever, whatever the hell, I I don't know. I mean, it could be, but like whatever it is, All I know is that like, I think in general, everything, every, like every person wants to thrive. Like we all want to thrive. You, me, like people listening, we all want to thrive. But the problem in my eyes is that you have these systems, which are supposed to be these efficient, like um, entities that are supposed to manage humanity are supposed to manage like people, but they don't do that. I feel like the government is just a big business. I don't feel if like I, this,
2: I absolutely I it. agree.
1: I can't. It's hard. It's really I mean, honestly, like and, I, and if anybody wants to challenge me or come on here and explain to me if I'm wrong, just tell me how it's not that. But I have a hard time seeing it other than that, because I don't really think that those the powers that be have their best have our best interests. I don't think that they do. I would like to believe that they do. I would like to believe that these guys in suits and women in pantsuits or whatever hell (laughs) that go on TV and tell us like what they're going to do about COVID. I'd like to believe that they really honestly do want to help humanity, but I don't feel that way. Like when I listen to them, when I hear them speak, I don't really like, you know what I mean? I can't
2: even, I can't even listen to them because regardless of what they say, all you have to do is, is, follow the money that's spent by your government. And that tells you everything you need to know about how they feel about us as a whole of people in this nation is they don't care. Yeah. and I mean, our government was throwing us scraps Mm -hmm. for COVID Mm -hmm. while most other countries provided guaranteed monthly income for their nation. For every person, and here we are supposed to be the richest, you know, most advanced "quote unquote" country in this nation, and I haven't even got the last two stimulus. I mean, come on now.
1: Yeah, it's well, I, and again, though, you know, like some some people were like, "Well, that's you know, like they're the government; they should get the first pickings because they have a tough job." i don't know how tough it is really but go to meetings they're
2: the ones who actually have socialized medicine you know
1: actually they do this is very true they have yeah they have the best the best and all of that
2: they do they really do we are tax dollars pay for their what 12 weeks of vacation every year you know they have
1: pensions they have they have have, it's i mean like actually a job like that is Pretty kick ass, you know. It's, pretty, like a, cush. it's, yeah, it's,
2: really it's pretty cush. It's really pretty cushion. How what the how these senators get like these lifelong
0: yeah.
2: they could just be reelected and be reelected and be reelected. And once they are retired, they still get payments for the rest of their life.
1: And some of them get multiple pensions, like they serve in different yeah. districts, you know. So, yeah. like yeah, it's so like they served in one state and another one, they get like, yeah, it's it's crazy. And I mean,
2: I mean, look at the president. You know, even Trump is guaranteed, what, $800,000 a year for the rest of his life for serving one term? I mean, how is that, like, it's a
1: pretty, it's a things like dollar that dollar. tax
2: our system? <laughs> you know, paying for an exorbitant amount of money for planes that we don't need taxes our system.
1: Well, yeah, we can't afford to give everybody unemployment. It's just cramping the system. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's way too much. Yes and but also be, guaranteed
2: income or guaranteed child care you know this is something
1: I, else I, I ran across on social media as well like when when i when i was when i started getting unemployment it was like oh, there were people who uh, you know didn't lose their jobs and they're they're on social media going we need to we need to stop their unemployment because they're not going to want to work they're not going to want to go work and, and fuel the system after this It's like you know what man and then then like i got really honest i was talking to my girlfriend about this like probably last summer i'm like you know what though who really wants a fucking job who really i'm mean, i being serious like who actually wants one like what we want is we want to thrive and we want to do we want to achieve our dreams like that's what we want
2: yeah we we do not come into this world going hey i want to give my time and my body
1: right to somebody
2: else to make them rich so i can just get by
1: exactly like that's 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 the meaning I'm talking about, you know. Like, so I'm like, honestly, I'm like, who really does want to make like? So you have like a like. Let's just take Walmart for. I don't know how I don't know what Walmart's, um, you know, <laughs> income is every year their their net worth, but I'm sure it's a lot. But like, who wants to devote their time? 24 to 40 hours a week making them more money while they just give people scraps exactly. like, you know, like who wants to do that well, i don't think anybody especially when that, you know?
2: especially when a corporation like walmart <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't pay their employees enough or give them enough hours to where they're on socialized medicine they're on Medicaid or medicare or whatever mm-hmm. and they're on food stamps mm-hmm. i mean you, you go to walmart look at how many checkout stands are open i mean come on
1: i 'm looking up right now how much they've made so billions four hundred and six point ninety six billion dollars I don't know how many employees they have but that's more than enough to pay for everybody like a hundred GZ. you know <laughs> I know that sounds unrealistic but I'm just saying you know like they can they can do that it's like and still have tons of money left over you know, yeah if they wanted to just
2: yeah because that's just what one year <laughs> one year of, of...
1: yeah that's <laughs> just one year like uh yeah that, that's that's a lot of money but you know I okay. mean, just
2: imagine if like all those corporations mm-hmm. who made billions of dollars in one year decided to just one year give that to the people
0: mm-hmm.
2: the only thing that would happen to those companies is they would grow more because that's where we would spend our dollars
1: i know, was, you know someone's listening to this probably going just starting to sound an awful like a communist podcast, right? Oh now.
2: yeah, I'm sure. I'm <laughs>
1: sure. <laughs> no, but seriously though, like yeah, the money just goes right back into into the into the system. It just it just goes right back into the economy. So yeah. like any any money that we get that's quote unquote free money or whatever you want to call it, it's not free. Um, it just it honestly it just it does go right back. Like that was uh, Andrew Yang's whole thing with the like universal based income he was talking about. You know,
2: well because it's the yeah, li- was- so I mean when it comes down to it. Yeah. It's the poor people who spend the money. Yeah. So, you know, with that's that's how you start bringing that gap closer is is is, you know, take that money, give it to the poor people, and it will go right back up.
1: It people what do, what do people spend their money on? They spend it on food, they spend it on their rent or mortgage if they own um occasional night out, but they're, but that occasional night out is still going in clothes, car insurance. Like Yes. Yeah, it's it's all it's always going like that's how it's set up. It always funnels its way back into it, so it doesn't. I mean, that's why, like, I'm trying to kind of encourage you know, like, I've been posting stuff lately about, um, co- you know, connecting with community. That's another reason why I wanted to do this podcast project. You know, to so kind of encourage and talk about that a little bit with you know over time, because you know, if and when this whole thing kind of shuts down. We only have each other and our skills and we should still be able to live, you know, so it'd be nice to have like, you know, when I I say community, I don't necessarily mean a commune, I think a lot of people kind of, um, you know, misunderstand that like you don't have to live in a commune to have a community, you can literally just have a network of people, you know, have some friends that are good at fixing things somebody who can fix a car somebody who can install a solar panel, somebody who knows how to uh, fix computers, somebody who knows people who know how to grow food.
2: Well, see, medicine, so the thing is, is like, harder, you know, those communities yeah. exist in this world mm-hmm. or even in our nation. The, th- the problem is, is those communities, it's not a problem. The problem is, is we don't emulate those communities. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you see it in Jewish communities. You see it in all the different types of Asian communities and they circulate their dollar within their own community first. And there used to be so many black communities that did this in this nation, but our nation made sure to destroy them, right? Because, you know, can't have successful black people because then when you have successful black people, then there's power and then there's choice and then there's, you know, things change, God forbid, right? So, but even if we could just, collectively come together crossing you know race and religion and all those bullshit social constructs Mm -hmm. that exist in our world and start building communities like that where we're cycling our dollars within our community first before going outside and building like you were talking about i mean we are tribal and social people that's how we're supposed to be so if we could not be so divided and so separate from each other. But the way that our society keeps progressing is to make sure that we are continued to be separated more and more, you know, and COVID really hit that hard on how, you know, I've, we already had such huge separation. We, it's really hard to build and have community. And now here, even if you have one, you can't be with them. Yeah. You can only be with them like we are right now, Zoom, things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't make up for essential things that we need in our lives. No. You know, like eye contact and body language and touch. You know, I, I could sit here and, and tell you, Roderick, how much I love you as my friend and how amazing you are. But like, how well does that translate through electronics?
1: Yeah, it only goes, like, so far. Like, there's, it's nothing like the presence of, of, of another person, and um, we're wired for that. Yeah. You know, we're, we're literally wired. There's a really great book out right now uh, called Tribe by Sebastian Junger. It's like with a J. It's like Junger. Um, and it's about, it's. he just gives all kinds of examples uh, from, like, recent history, from, like, the, you know, World War II and, you um, you know, uh, Spanish American War, things like that. And he talks about how, like, here, you know, here and like during those, you know, war, war times and whatnot, there are people that were being taken to Native American uh, tribal communities, you know, um, during the war, and they were living amongst natives, indigenous people, and seeing how they live, these like smaller societies compared to like the, the white Christian societies at the time. And after living amongst them for a while, when they were released to go back, they wanted to go back and live with the indigenous people because they felt like they had more purpose. They said they, they that that's what a lot of people were, were would write notes about and keep track about. They you know they they felt like they had a lot of purpose because <clears throat> one of the things the book goes over. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> we're not wired to see strangers. All day, every day, we're not wired to like not to be in like this and kind of concrete jungle and not know other people, you know, and feel estranged from everybody around. Like it's it's not natural, and it's interesting because like the more comfortable, like something else he talks about a lot, um, the more comfortable and developed the society gets. Not that there's anything wrong with electronics and you know subways and technology can you know it makes our lives easier in some ways having ac when it's hot outside nothing wrong with those kinds of things but like the more comfortable societies get the more we get away from nature and the more we get away from what we're actually wired to do wired to be and you know mil- mental illness depression all those kind of things start to increase it's funny that like we're we have um statistically there's like less violence in first world nations now than it used to be you know and at least in like western society there's like less massacres there's like less well not really less diseases I and mean, we have covid but <laughs> but technically we live like we live a lot more comfortable but yet like we have you know depression is a lot higher so another thing he talks about in this book is uh in england during the war you know world war ii and everything um people were a lot more you know, they were together more, you know, um, he interviewed people now that have survived, you know, the, what is The, the Panzer, you know, the, the whole attack, German attack there. And they're like, man, I wish we can go back to the wartime. You know, people, when people were sleeping shoulder to shoulder outside, because they didn't have anybody else around them. They had to like rely on each other to survive, but people were together. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, you and I were pretty much, um, I won't give away our, our ages, but we were young, budding adults during 9-11. <laughs> so we're old enough to remember uh, 9-11. I was a
2: mother. All right, right on, right on.
1: <laughs> but like, you know, 9-11, uh, I remember clearly that during that time, people like in New York, uh, specifically, you know, I was on the, the East Coast and everything. Um People were more together. They were like nicer for a little bit after 9 11. They were like actually a little bit nicer towards just a little like, bit, a little bit, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, they weren't
1: overly nice, but they were like, <laughs> like more communal nice, I was saying, you know what I mean? So yeah.
2: during 9 11, I actually worked for a software company that um, developed software to manage very, very large sums of money. Um, And, you know, probably half of our clientele perished 9 11. Um, And, you know, that was here in California. You know, my boss was actually supposed to be in the towers that day. Mm -hmm. But here on the West Coast, um, you didn't get that togetherness. That's not what happened here in California, especially in northern right. California. I what happened at the time, what no. happened here is the um that is when California's hate groups grew exponentially.
1: Like anti-Islamic hate, you mean things like that. Anti
2: I mean just all the racist. There's 88 really? different hate groups in northern california the most in the nation
1: wait 88
2: 88
1: you heard everybody 88 that's a lot
2: in northern california alone the largest in the nation california
0: jesus it's a lot
2: (laughs) so after 9-11 we're talking from the bay area up and those who don't know California barriers, like Oakland, San Francisco, Richmond, Bay yeah. okay? Area and North. There was a lot of hate. There was not any unity here. It was one side fighting against the other. It was horrid. I, I, I it really added a lot to my waking up. Mm hmm to to the world I
1: live in yeah yeah I would, I would I would think so for sure um but like at least in New York and uh certain parts of the east coast there was a little bit more I don't know like what I've noticed uh, at least back there it was there was a little bit more unity not like everybody holding hands unity but there was a little bit more uh okay there's people there was more recognition there was more people kind of like recognizing each other saying like okay we uh we really do live in a diverse like area a diverse nation there was more of that and then i've noticed like i was telling uh my girlfriend because she's younger than me i was telling her that's when i saw the birth of really hardcore patriotism like really hardcore patriotism before that before 9 11 i didn't really notice and I'm not saying, because I know this going to piss some people off when they hear me say this, what's wrong with having a flag on your car? Nothing. If you want to have one on your, whatever, do you, you know? But um, I noticed that, like, um, our country's flag was everywhere after 9-11. Before 9-11, you would see it, in, I mean, I, at least me, where I lived, I would see it on government buildings, the library, you know, the university, <laughs> schools, occasionally on some people's homes. And the people that had them on their homes were usually old. You know, but now it's like it's sort of like a um, like it's kind of grown and changed a lot. And now we have um, this divisiveness that's been happening quite a bit for the past several years. You know,
2: I think it was a huge part of. How. People like 45 were able to stoke those fires so precisely. You know?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with loving your country. I oh my class.
0: God, no!
1: Nothing wrong with it. I have 74 flags at home. There's nothing wrong with having them. Sorry. <laughs> no
0: oh my god i can't i can't look
2: at you right now i cannot sorry. look at you right now
1: <laughs> sorry i had to throw that out there <laughs> i was
2: i was trying to be you know i was trying to hold decorum by trying to get a point across and you just wrecked me
1: i i just fucked the whole thing up I'm sorry. <laughs> i totally did yeah i just <laughs> it wasn't my fault Donnie. Donnie (laughs) did it. Donnie did this. Um, (laughs) If anybody has an American flag on her car or boat, man, I'm not saying you're bad for it. You know, it's nothing, you know, I don't, I don't care, but it's just like, again, it's a cultural difference because in many countries um, like in Europe, you know, they, a lot of people say like, if you have a, like if you're, if you live in England and you have a British flag, draped from your apartment they look at that as being kind of nationalist <laughs>
0: you know but, <laughs> but over
1: here it's not it's not nationalist but and, and again i know this is like a whole nother can of worms and some people listening probably be like you're gonna hate me I don't want to listen to me anymore um i'm not and saying i'm only
2: adding to that
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's all good it's okay i mean it's not for you well like,
2: here's here's how i look at it like and and it and it was actually uh a line gifted from an indigenous person. And, and I think it really just kind of falls in line with my belief. Um, I am a patriot, but I'm not a patriot to a flag. I'm a patriot to a land.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah. And,
2: and I am absolutely a patriot to this land, this, this yeah. land that sustains our living and provides for us. That's what I'm a patriot to. To
1: like to nature basically yes to, for the people
2: yes. that sounds pretty cool
1: I like that I like I like that a lot you know yeah shout out to the indigenous people who have been keeping um, keeping this land for thousands of years you know there's still technically a war uh, do you know who Mark Charles is have you heard of him? no you should definitely look him up he was some some of you might listen he may know may may not know he is a native he's an indigenous person who ran for president last year um he did he ran for president and i i subscribed to his uh youtube channel his podcast i can probably get him on a podcast honestly because yeah, he's like i think he would be um accessible because he, he's he's appeared on one youtube channel that i went on before like last year actually um anyway so mark charles was talking about like how it was for him as an indigenous person running for president and i mean I, honestly i learned probably about i felt like i had a, like another four years of school <laughs> of education listening to him talk for like an hour honestly there were things about the whole electoral process i never even understood that i never even knew about like he like he spoke at one point he was talking about um <clears throat> when you run for president Uh, You are entangling yourself with the Electoral College. And when you are doing that, there are rules and there are places that you have to campaign in order to get on that bigger ticket for president. And one of those places is Iowa. You know, and he said that he refused to go to Iowa for political reasons because it was like this whole, you know, like whitewashed fucking thing where it was it was kind of complicated like the way he explained it but um the reason he didn't want to do it is because it was almost like a not like a cheat he explained it to, um to where it was like when you campaign in in Iowa like you go to Des Moines and to City Hall and you're like okay I'm running for president uh you have to basically like win over their populace over there like it's it's like essential to be on a ticket you know what I mean and they're already kind of like stacked against them with their history and all
0: of that. So, yep.
1: you know, but um, I but I love the fact that he even uh, went for went for like I like that, like him running for president, even though like a lot of people never heard of him still. And whatnot. like it was it made a huge statement, not only for um, other indigenous folk, but for people who are are and were looking for an authentic like um, civil servant. You know, I don't want to say politician like he, like somebody who, like we you were saying earlier in this episode, like uh, how they're not really trustworthy. Most of them are just kind of like swindlers and out for their own gain and whatnot. But like he was one that I, I totally believed was like the real deal. You know, like
2: well, and that's why he didn't make it.
1: That's why. That's why he didn't. That's
2: make why nobody it. Exactly. heard of him.
1: Yeah, that's you why.
2: Know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we need to abolish the electoral system. In my personal opinion.
1: Yeah, I think I think like because like see like 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 what you just said made me think though because um a few days ago I was like kind of like writing some notes and some stuff you know and I was going okay well what what because people ask me sometimes like okay so what is your solution to this whole thing and I don't always have like I don't have like a like a black or white solution because it just depends on the conditions at the time you know you know what I mean like the way of no way for me right it, you know depending on like COVID's kind of throwing a wrench but there's still been. Problems with the healthcare, but long before COVID, you know, kind of made it worse. But um, I was thinking to myself, okay, like could we keep this electoral system and could it work for the people? How how what would it take for it to work? And I was like, okay, well, Mark Charles ran for president, and someone else, some there was a a a, a woman that I can't think of her name now, but she ran for like under the Socialist Party, basically. And I looked at her platform. Her platform was pretty sweet. You know, I know a lot of people hate the social ideas and stuff. But um, I was like, okay, if we had, like, a Mark Charles type of person in every branch of government, in every district in the United States, it might work. Realistically, it's probably, like, being hit by lightning five times in a row. <laughs> like, really? You know what I mean? Like, 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 to get to that level where we had – like half the Supreme Court were people with that kind of mindset, president, vice president, um, speaker of the house, secretary of state, and then like at least one person in every city with that kind of mindset, like, like, with you know, this platform. So it it's not the, very, happen the very
2: sad thing, though, is like, let's say that that happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That one person in each city, when you get to those more conservative states, mm-hmm they're not going to be there long enough to make a change
0: Hmm.
1: yeah i mean so i guess basically it's like there may not really be a legislative solution to all this then you know what i mean like if you really look at it i would like to think like i like i would say this uh, i don't feel like that right now exactly but you know the old me a few years ago would be like you know um I'd like to, like to think of that. We can have a legislative solution to all of this where you vote for this person, this person, this person, and they just, they change shit real quick. They get it going. They they give business, small businesses the money that they need. And then like, everybody's happy, basically. And I know like not everybody's gonna be the same and all this. I always say that we're not all the same. We're not the same, but we're equal. Everybody's just, Everybody's different, but we're equal. And what I mean by that is I mean like, You're a human being with a right to life. If you're, if you're alive living here, you technically by according to nature, you have a right to live as long as nature is going to keep you here. Yes, according
2: to nature, not our government,
1: not our government. No, (laughs) according to nature, if you're here breathing, living, you know, um, but we don't, I, maybe this is like a personal philosophy of mine. I don't think that I, I am here or you are here to work and labor to feed this financial congl- this collective of conglomerates basically I don't think that that's I don't think that's the purpose of why we're here
2: I absolutely agree with that it's
1: just in the back it's, it's just a thing that happens to be in the background that can serve some other means but like that's not why that's not purpose basically you know
2: yeah you know and I've really yeah. I'm so I don't mind aging myself I'm 46. hmm and I've lost everything again, you know, trying to work within this system, you know, for, for 25 years, I worked in this system for corporations, right? And, and the better of the past 10 years was like, I'm gonna work for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right now on to the point where all I wanna do, is get a trailer
0: mm-hmm.
2: and have some fucking housing security.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because, yes, I absolutely agree with you that this whole matrix is going to fucking collapse. Yeah. Basically. And housing security has never been something that's been prevalent in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's always been um, a contentious point for sure. Um. So, you know, like, that's, like, part of what I need to start preparing for this collapse. Nice little trailer. Mm -hmm. Find a way to continue to survive without having to go full on back into that corporate world just to pay some fucking bills.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I hear you. It's, um.
2: I'm broken at this point. You know, in a manner of speaking, broken.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I'm right there with you. Like, I, you know, I've I've had a a 15 year career. You know, doing body work, and uh, this COVID thing just like decimated so much of my clientele, and um, a lot of my clients had moved on since. Like, some of them left, and some of them got COVID. uh, Just some of them just didn't want to. You know, they don't feel comfortable coming back, and and then it, it's just like a it's been very frustrating to say the least you know what i mean so it's just kind yeah. of um but some areas are thriving like the the medical uh, industry is really thriving hospitals are thrive <laughs> they're always thriving and the whole like like see so the say, if we're going to talk capitalism see this is the thing when i talk about when i talk to people that are that you were you can't mention things like social you can't say words like that around you can't say community they think that you're a fucking communist pig that wants to kill them and shoot them in the streets and all this I'm like dude I'm not (laughs) like all I'm saying is that like like when it comes down to it we have a lot of things in common like because like a lot of people are like well you should just be autonomous and we should all rely on ourselves like you know I kind of I'm kind of with that with some stuff too but also I know that to survive humans there we have um we have we have certain software in us where we need each other you know what i mean like we're like we're designed to collectively help each other survive to a okay. degree i must energy. say
2: we're all energy yeah we're all energy yeah. and frequency and exactly
1: you yeah. can't
2: exist without each other and and right
1: i mean like we're all i mean like we are individual we have we look different we 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 feel different at different times but yeah like you said we are like I am an energy field interacting right now with another energy field and a greater energy field, you know? Yes. And it just keeps happening like that. <clears throat> so if we could just kind of I don't have I don't have a solution to like when people ask me, like, well, what would you rather have? Would you wanna want us to have like the some kind of system to where we, we go back to Maoism or this or that? It's like it's like, look, I'm not saying to have this. I, I don't want, I don't want to live in a world. Where where big governments controlling my life either. I don't want that. I okay. really do not want that. Like that's one thing that I think uh some cons- hardcore conservative libertarian types do agree with with me. I don't want Big Brother in my business. I don't. I want to be able to make a transaction. Honestly, I want to be able to make a transaction and them not get anything. Honestly, if I had a choice. <laughs> if I,
2: well, you know, I mean, so, but if wait, yeah. even when you look at <laughs> you look at the history of taxes. And federal taxes, especially, which are still technically illegal,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: right? You cannot find a law written anywhere that says we are supposed to pay federal taxes. Federal taxes were created in World War II to generate money to fund the war. It was supposed to be temporary.
1: Right. But it kept going on and on and on. (laughs) It's a great idea, guys. (laughs) You know, I mean... That's the thing. So so that and that's something that I think a lot a lot of uh Harker conservative types would agree with. You know, they would agree with us on that. So like I don't want I don't want to live in a world either where, you know, like I checked my phone and someone's listening, someone I don't know is listening. You know what I mean? Someone's like gonna block me for saying something like that i want to yeah, have mentioning
2: listening. to you that you know i really yeah. want some dark chocolate right now does not mean i need an ad to exactly. pop up yeah. on fucking facebook <laughs> for dark chocolate okay like
0: yeah
2: it's not necessary exactly. i i know how to go get it myself thank you i actually make my own i appreciate yeah i don't need an ad you know like so i've been talking about trailers a lot so literally mm-hmm. all, there will be one person And then an ad for a trailer, one person ad for a trailer. Really? Yes.
1: I get that stuff too, though. Like if I if I um, I'm into survival gear and you know I've been buying like you know when shit is a fan I'm like I want to have a a a waterproof bag or something (laughs) and like I'll like you know I'll get like ads like that or a search you know like on uh, looking on something and just kind of website or whatever. Like I'll, I'll even on YouTube. Like I'll go to YouTube and watch some content. It's like such and such military bag perfect for camping I'm like okay you know but yeah <laughs> i
2: have to i just have to vent for a second because you said youtube Vent away <laughs> so i noticed like you know you can go on youtube and play a song and it'll play a song and then an ad will come on before the next song comes on right
0: mm-hmm.
2: so there's a very specific healing channel i listen to and an ad comes on every 30 seconds and then two ads every minute hmm doesn't do it to any other station that i listen to just this one healing really
1: station. interesting
2: it makes me very mad cuz i don't want to pay for
1: youtube i i don't have youtube red either i won't pay for it sorry youtube i don't i just I just skip the ads when I can. I know that toxic poop ad keeps coming up, though. <laughs> I hate that ad. God, have you have you had that one? No. <laughs> you haven't had that ad? No. God, it's annoying. It's just like some dude. He um, He's wearing like a hat like I have. He's got a beard. And um, he's like, do you know that your body has 20 pounds of toxic poop in it? I'm like. <laughs> I don't even look up shit like that. Like seriously, I don't. I mean, I look up health, healthy things, but not laxatives. <laughs> and there, there's a video of a guy making fun of that ad on YouTube, and I was like, and I commented to him like, "Brilliant! I'm glad that someone that I'm not the only one that kept getting that damn ad." Yeah, it's. Just- <laughs> It's like, it was, it's, it's been like the most, I haven't heard it in a while, but it's been like, it was like one of the most annoying ads I think I've ever had. And I was like, and sometimes like I wasn't able to skip it and I'm thinking to myself, okay, first of all, if you have 20 pounds of toxic poop in you, you're not eating right.
2: <laughs> well, and, well, at first, let's, can we, can we just, you know, as body workers and as healers talk about this toxic bullshit? Like if your body was toxic, you'd be sick. Right? 20
1: pounds like that, yeah, you'd be really really sick. You'd be re- if you
2: had yeah. 20 pounds of toxic shit in your intestines, you'd be in the hospital. Okay? You know, and, and if we, as massage therapists, massage toxins out of you, you would get sick every time you got a massage. Your body, <sighs> if it's toxic, you're sick. So... Can we just like stop Have that fallacy?
0: Five to 20 pounds of toxic poop in their body at any given moment. <laughs> anyway,
1: sorry. That's the ad. <laughs> sorry, toxic poop guy. I don't know your name. If you do hear it. <laughs> but your ad is annoying. <laughs> really annoying. And, and it's not toxic.
0: It
1: <laughs> <laughs> not going to buy your laxative, my friend.
2: but trust me most of america is full of shit
1: (laughs) very true especially the government holy yes especially the government good god uh yeah i know this has been so fun talking i'm glad that that we did this um please come back on here
2: oh i would love to thank you so much for having me this is this is great first time being a guest on a podcast and i absolutely love it and you know it, it you know, my mental health hasn't been well, which is why I haven't worked on my podcast at all, you know, but this does kind of like, give me a little bit of a push.
1: Nice. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. And uh, I'm going to invite you to the other podcast too. So um, quick announcement, everybody. I, I do host another podcast on Spotify called The Far Side of Midnight. It's different from a little bit different from this content. It's, it's more in the esoteric kind of uh spiritual, woo-woo. yeah woo woo <laughs> stuff that your mother would probably not your your strict catholic mother would not want you listening to That's oh the, yeah the definitely like they would not want you to listen to this to be like don't listen to that you will
2: you would probably go to hell
1: yeah according
2: to your mother if you listen to us
1: people i mean i've already had people say that it's 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 terrible and demonic and whatnot and i'm like thank you i'm going to do more uh, yeah right yeah <laughs> So that's the, it's called The Far Side of Midnight. And this, the name of this podcast, if you don't remember, is Misfits of the New Aeon. Because let's face it, when you think outside the box a little bit, you're kind of a misfit still. Although things are changing, we're moving towards it. Uh, we are moving towards a new Aeon, I believe. And the current system of the inorganic ones, I'll call them, um, they know their time is up and it's falling apart. And I just want to kind of get the word out there that it is falling apart, but um, if you feel like you are an outside thinker, like a person that doesn't belong or fit in with that paradigm, with that old paradigm of thinking, you're not alone, because no, you're not live more and I are also those kinds of people, and as well as other ones, and we're all out there, and I'm going to keep making episodes. as long as I can at least until I get shut down (laughs) so 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 thank you for listening everybody and thanks for being on thank you awesome it's great seeing you and hearing from you and things will get better um the bullshit doesn't last forever we just it goes away and then we get more new bullshit yeah about the cycle you know Um, (laughs)
2: embrace that dark night of the soul because the transformation is always worth it
1: Oh yeah, let me, allow me to introduce you to my dark side, everybody. <laughs> it just heard some of it.
2: I, I hate the fact that my my soundboard isn't working because it has the most amazing demon voice on it.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Oh yeah. You gotta, yeah, hopefully you can get it working next time. Yes. You gotta, like you could use it. Yes, like I that. would
2: totally use yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it would be very appropriate for right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see everybody next time. Later. Uh,